How you doing, Super Scoreboard fans? This is Stephen Mill from the Big Scottish Football Podcast. If you like what you hear from this week's episode, you can subscribe to our very own channel by searching for the Big Scottish Football Podcast via your regular podcast provider. Or you can give us a follow on Twitter as well, at Big Football Scott. You can get us on Facebook and Instagram. And thank you again for taking the time to listen to our latest episode. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Big Scottish Football Podcast with me, Stephen Mill, and him, Ewan Cameron. How are you doing? I'm very good, thank you very much. Big smile on my face after a wonderful day at Easter Road. I was there working for fourth one and I thoroughly enjoyed every single second of it, even the two steak pies I had with some brown sauce. And... At one stage, let's be honest, I say the one, I say one stage, like the opening five minutes, ten minutes, Hibs looked quite decent. They could have been 2-0 up. Yeah. There was that um, moment in the game where Porteous pings a pass to Johan, splits the defence wide open, he's through on goal, Michael Smith puts on the turbo boosters, gets back in time, and nearly scores one of the most spectacular own goals you'll ever see. <laughs> it was, yeah. And then just a few minutes after that, brilliant play from McGeady down the right, puts on a cross, and there's Josh Campbell flicking at the near post, smacks off the post, it gets cleared, couple of minutes later, Snodgrass, free kick, into the box, sixes and sevens, who is there to pick up the bits and pieces? Only Janelli, 12 yards out, smash bang wall up 1-0 hearts we were home and hosed pretty much yeah and through to the last 16 of the Scottish Cup we'll go through all the Cup games over the course of the weekend and I don't know whether you want to speak about this or not you and about basically Rangers home match at McDermott Park um, we might get into that I'm not sure if we've got time to be perfectly honest with you Why? What's, what, what's wrong with getting into it because I can't be bothered uh, we <laughs> also have another section of VRWTF and we'll go over your shouts for if Scottish football were a Disney movie remember you can find us on all your usual podcast providers and on Twitter at Big Football Scott and we're on Instagram and Facebook too just search for the Big Scottish Football Podcast right um, we've already started talking about the Edinburgh Derby we may as well finish it now in the end comprehensive victory for Hearts Hibs played alright though I think on another day if the chances had fallen to not Josh Campbell and maybe Kevin Nisbet he might have taken one or two of them, but they there was, didn't. There was a hat-trick of chances for Josh Campbell. I haven't watched the highlights back yet. Maybe you'll be able to tell me. But that one on the goal line at the start of the second half where the cross comes in from Johan, mm-hmm. and then there's a Hearts defender, there's Josh Campbell scrambling yeah. around the goal line. How did that not go in? I'm I'm not sure. It was good defending for Hearts, I would say that. Um, the, the one he should have scored was the header at the back post. Oh. McGeady rolling back the years as well. Yeah. Um, still a lot of quality in and him um, totally but, but Josh Campbell should have scored at the back post maybe if it would have been Kevin Nisbet who knows but Here, here's we, the thing I'll tell you what we, we were speaking we were on air yesterday doing a special uh, show for it and we said before if Hibs lose today Lee Johnson's still going to be fine if they get beat heavily today he might not be fine where does 3-0 rank with Lee Johnson do you think he's teetering do you think he's on the brink well, as I was saying to you yesterday on the show on Fourth One, the media were convinced if Hibs lose, Lee Johnson is out the door. I spoke to everyone there in the Evening News, at the BBC, etc., 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 and they're all saying 
if he loses today he'll be fired as a Hibs manager and here we are at what 20 past one on a Monday afternoon and he's still in a job as far as I know is that right intern Callum yeah, is, that, is he still on a job you'll enjoy this intern uh, Callum because yesterday Ewan was in the press box at Easter Road and amongst the BBC Via play, mm-hmm. all, of them. Uh, all of them, all the journalists. Stephen Craig in there, Michael Stewart was there, John all Collins, the, Neil McCann, all the games. Mark Benstead from Sky Sports, they're mm, all there. Not all, quite a big name. <laughs> all the people that Ewan has slagged to death <laughs> over the last year, and yesterday he was crawling up their backside. <laughs> oh, nice to see you. How are you? <laughs> Richard Gordon. Hello, <laughs> You're you really are. I was being polite, right? <laughs> I was being polite. I wasn't going to be throwing did, a cat amongst the pigeons. Did anyone bump you? What do you mean, bump me? Did they, Did you sort of like go, all right, how you doing? And, 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 and anyone sort of just go like... No, yeah, I mean, Liam no, McLeod was... No, he shook my hand. He, he predicted Hearts would win 3-0. We had a nice conversation with Aberdeen. Yep. Richard Gordon was pleasant enough. He's not doing a particularly good job at Cove Rangers, is he? Well, it's not him that's in charge. Wait, I can't really say that. He's not no. the manager. What does he play up front? What's his job at Cove Rangers? He's like head of communications ah, or something. Yeah. So it's not his responsibility then. <laughs> no! What just happened? I don't know. Uh, but he's in Cove Rangers because he only does the Sunday games for the BBC. So I spoke to him. It was nice to see him. Shook his hand. That was pleasant. Said hello to John Collins, former Hibs uh, player and manager. Yeah. Neil McCann, who I've, I've known from his days at Hearts, etc., etc., etc. When he was in charge at Dundee as well. Mm. Um, See, Ewan likes to put, portray that he's that he's outside this wee bubble. No, but I am. The year out. I am. Yesterday you were schmoozing with him. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. See here at the radio station, there are some people that I don't like, but I'll be nice to them. I'll be courteous. I'll be polite. So I'm not going to walk in there acting like Billy Big Boss, pretending I'm something better than the rest of them, or that I'm not a nice guy because generally I'm a nice guy if you do me wrong I'll do you wrong but see <laughs> but see yesterday nobody did me I wrong I will find you nobody did me I wrong find you. and I was more than happy to shake their hand and say hello and have a wee bit of a, a chat about life do you know what's great is we just got an episode name if you do me wrong I'll do you wrong I will, I will find you and I will tweet about you I also spoke to I, I also spoke to somebody who you know quite well who's working for Five Live yesterday Gavin Gavin Wallace yes, Gavin Wallace nice Wallace. guy he's a lovely guy sat in front of me um, the Hearts TV boys were beside me. Jimmy Sanderson, former Hearts player, Jimmy was, was, yeah, was co-commentary co- yeah. mm-hmm. for them. So yeah, part, it was lovely, don't get me wrong. I had, a, I had a great wee day and it was made even better with Hearts winning by three goals to nil. Can we talk about Lawrence Shankland? Yes, we can. Here's the thing about Lawrence Shankland. He scored an absolutely beautiful goal, stunning goal against Hibs to put us 2-0 up and that more or less killed the game off. This is the first time that a Hearts striker has scored 20 goals since the season 91-92 who was the last hard striker to do that John Robertson I don't know I'm just no, asking it was Hearts tweeted it right I kind of thought it might have been but I wasn't <laughs> sure you kind of thought in the early 90s John Robertson might have been Hearts top scorer no I remember he went to Newcastle it was in the late 80s then he came back about, he was there for about 18 months or something was he not ah, in the late 80s and he came back in 1990 <laughs> this is still yeah, from you so far <laughs> You've got Richard Gordon in charge of Cove Rangers. Sean Robertson may or may not have done well for Hearts. (laughs) No, I know he did well for Hearts, right? I'm just saying, was it that? Was that a season when he 
was the top goal scorer for Hearts. Well, well right. yeah, probably. Of course he was. Was he not a top goal scorer every season? He's got like 300 right, odd goals. I'm having a nightmare today. Do you know what? I'm not name dropping here. But do you know what the problem is with me just now? No, don't no. say it. Don't, don't, don't say it. it. I'm going, no, don't you dare no, leave the no, studio. Let it. me say it. Steve, because this ex- put the mic stand. Just no, put no, the mic no, stand. no, no, no. This explains why I'm kind of not really on it just now. Because last night I was in the Radisson Blue Hotel uh, drinking uh, margaritas with Matt Goss from Bros. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was up till half past one and then I had to do a breakfast show this morning. So that's why I'm kind of not on it. My head's kind of a wee bit fuzzy. So... It, it is John Robertson, of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? But I just thought I'd ask the question, see if you knew the answer. Matt Goss, of course, who's in charge of Ross County nowadays <laughs> as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as ever uh, we've mentioned that a couple of times we were on air yesterday and you were understated as ever Ewan as you were watching proceedings in front of you at Easter Road it's the big one it's the Edinburgh Derby and it's live on 4th One because the eyes of the world are on Leith this afternoon it's a cracking atmosphere and we're all set to go a place in the 5th round of Scottish Cup awaits the winners Hibs have had the early chances also Josh Campbell off the post for Hibs as well so get the long ball in that's what Hibs have done Hibs needed to start well but they could be doing with taking one of those chances it's header from Rolls initially Our hearts have taken the lead. It was Hibs with all the early pressure, but hearts have gone in front. Half time at Easter Road, and to be honest with you, Hibs were the better team for much of that first half in that opening 10 minutes. Uh, they could have scored a couple of goals. They've got to keep the pressure on hearts and hope they slip up there, but I'm looking at the Hibs bench and they get maybe more firepower in there. There's a goal at Easter Road. The boy can't stop scoring! It's a brilliant right through short to the corner of the goal in front of the Hearts support. Hearts 2-0 up, 71 minutes played at Easter Road from Hearts number 9, Lawrence Shanklin. Brilliant play from Humphreys and what a finish from the captain. Hearts in dreamland. Despite being down to 10 men, the goal hero Lauren Shanklin picking up a second booking. Hearts have made it 3-0 and they are through to the last 16 of the Scottish Cup. And that's all we've got time for this week, so thanks for joining us on the podcast. <laughs> I spine tingling. It just brings me back to that moment. That second goal. It was I a great goal. I can't... I can't say enough about how good a goal that was. Now, if you watch that back, Lauren Shanklin is out on the left. He cuts inside and he flicks, flicks a ball between two Hibs defenders. And there's Humphreys, who's up front with him, chests it down to him. One touch on his thigh. Bang! Right foot into the corner. I mean, it was a brilliant goal. Was it as good a finish as Tony Civic's finish for the third oh, goal, though? But because that's not his job, you'd yeah. have to say that Tony Sipic's goal from... I mean, he ran from the 18-yard line. He sprinted past Humphreys, the striker, in on goal, and then to chip it over Marshall the way he did. The audacity to do that. Wow, what a goal. I mean, what a finish to the game. Three out of the last four years, Hearts have been in the Scottish Cup final. I've got a yes or no question for you, Ewan Cameron. Can Hearts actually win it this year? We'll get to the final. See, when I said yes or no question, yes or no, can Hearts win it? I didn't say will they, I said can they. No. Okay.
Fair enough. Well, Hearts if it's fans, Rangers in the final, we go win it. home. Don't no, bother. No, 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 don't no, 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 bother. no. If it's Rangers in the final, we beat Rangers. We don't beat Celtic. Okay, interesting. Let's move on to some of the other games then, and we'll start with the lunchtime kickoff. It's Celtic five, Morton nil. A bit of a cruise in the end. We'll come to the VAR decision in just a wee bit, so don't worry. Hang fire on that one. Uh, but yeah, straightforward. We all thought it was going to be, and it was for Celtic. It started a very, very strong lineup. To be fair, Ange Postecoglou when I. Saw the lineup. It means business. Oh, the modern fans were like, oh no. Yes. <laughs> this, this is what we expected. Anyway, 5 0 it finished in the end. Falkirk are through to the next round as well. Came from behind to beat Aloha by two goals to one. They'll play either Darville or Aberdeen, who of course play tonight in the next round. Uh, everyone, I think, or not everyone, but a lot of people were looking at Arbroath versus Motherwell and thinking, hmm, might be a wee upset there. But in the end, Motherwell winning by two goals to nil, and uh, it was fairly comfortable in the end as well. I think um, our both are struggling in the championship. I think a lot of folk maybe sort of overlooked that yeah. as well. So uh, two 0 to Motherwell there through the next round. Uh, Dundee United three, University Stirling nil. Um, United huffed and puffed a wee bit in the first half, then eventually got the goal just on the stroke of half time. And I think after that there was always always going to be that result. Dundee United were always going to get through. Two things. Firstly, a sec a second ever start for our youngest ever player, Rory McLeod up front. Thought he did very well. Good. And secondly. <clears throat> Alex Ferguson, Judy Murray, Lillian Shuram, and Eve Muirhead, get it right up you. <laughs> with your stupid wee videos. Where are you now? Hmm? Where's your video now? Yep. Silence is deafening from those lot now. Yeah, eight exactly. After their 3 0 pumping. Although, having said that though, I thought it would be eight or nine. So, well done to Sterling University for only um, conceding the three goals yeah. at Tannadice. I would actually question Dundee United's um, attitude going into that game, winning only by three goals to nil. And your first goal only came on the stroke of half time. I would be a wee bit worried if I was a Dundee United fan. I think that's pretty poor. Get it up, you. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. It was Hamilton versus Ross County. 0-0 after full time and extra time. But then Aki's winning 5-3 on penalties, scoring all of their penalties. And Ross County's miserable season continues. Bottom of the Premiership. And they have been dumped out of the cup as well to bottom of the table. Hamilton in the Championship. Kilmarnock left it late to beat Dumbarton. Jordan Jones with the only goal there in stoppage time. And uh, yeah, they were sort of knocking on the door for a wee bit. Kilmarnock final 10-15 minutes. But Dumbarton and will be absolutely spewing with that one uh, Partick Thistle won Dunfermline won Partick Thistle winning 4-2 on penalties uh, Dunfermline missing a whole host of chances and then missing, uh, missing a couple of penalties which led Partick Thistle to win in the penalty shootout so, so who's in the fifth round? they are in the fifth round and they're taking on Rangers okay, so Dunfermline created a, a host of chances should have scored more goals did yeah. they? No, they didn't no, no, they didn't know so who's in the fifth round? Uh, Partick Thistle right. okay. so wait um, Hearts are in the fifth round Oh, we are, yes. Dundee United made it yeah. through to the fifth. Yeah. Yeah, you're... Did, yeah. Dunf Dunferm did, Dunf no, no, Dunferm no, didn't... Dunferm 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 are also no. in League One. Dunferm are also in League One. No one cares. You're not in the Scottish Cup. <laughs> you're, you're, and you've missed out on a money-spinning tie at Ibrox against Rangers. Ah, nobody cares. St Mirren nil, Dundee nil, and St Mirren winning three 0 in penalties. Dundee failed to score a penalty, which is absolutely wild. Did they? Yeah. They missed all the penalties. Well, they, St Mirren won three 0 in penalties, so that would suggest that Dundee didn't score any of their penalties. Ewan, zero. That, that's what I meant. Yeah, I think Trevor Carson saved his last six penalties he's been up against. Very, very there impressive. Go. There Good start. Go. Thank you. I don't think it was much of a match, but St Mirren through to the next round and. 
we were on for a shock at half time at Oakle View because Stenhouse Muir were leading by mm. a goal to nil against Livingston and then I don't know if you've seen the video <laughs> online uh, David Martindale going absolutely off his rocker at half time and then after the game he was like well how do you have a few words with the boys at half time and, <laughs> and you know I wasn't very happy with the way they played I mean that's putting it politely because if you actually hear uh-huh. what was said uh, he was going off his nut anyway it worked because Livingston turned around in the first 15 minutes of the second half and ended up winning 3-1 and then there was a game on Saturday night as well St Johnston now Rangers won again Rangers huffed and puffed a wee bit as well they get the job done though they have been and absolutely Michael Beale's won all his games in charge apart for the Celtic, Celtic game, game yeah. um, but every time I've seen Rangers they haven't really blown me away nah. they haven't impressed me and St Johnston you know are quite obviously happy to sit in and soak up a lot of the pressure but in the final 5-10 minutes I thought St Johnston came out and put Rangers under a bit of pressure at the end and it was them who was pushing for the for the equaliser obviously and there's one cleared off the line as well just towards yeah. the end of the game And uh, but it doesn't matter because Rangers are through the next round and that's all that matters in the cup competitions as we've already discussed today so join uh, the 5th round draw uh, and then I was just going to mention uh, that Stadium. we have Aberdeen versus Darville oh, tonight right. and that's the final tie and obviously we've already covered the Edinburgh Derby so yes. yes let's go through the draw for the last 16 please Ian so as I go through the draw here just shout out who you think will make it into the quarterfinals alright yeah. here ah. we go so this is including you in turn Callum as well Celtics at Marin Celtic Cove Rangers or Air United versus Elgin City or Drumchapel United Air United, Air United. Darville or Aberdeen versus Falkirk? Aberdeen. Dundee United versus Kilmarnock? Kilmarnock. How absolutely dare you? <laughs> Did you say Kilmarnock? I think that's a really... It's even, a tough game. I think it's a really even time. We beat them 4 0 at Tannadice less than two months ago. Yeah, but this is a cup, mate. Different. Different. Sound, no bother. Different day. Let's not use evidence. Yeah. Different game. Uh, Hamilton versus Hearts? Hearts. Linlithgow Rose or Wraith Rovers versus Motherwell? Motherwell. Motherwell. What if it's Wraith Rovers? Motherwell <laughs> Livingston versus Inverness or Queen's Park Livingston what if it's Queen's Park Living. Livingston okay and finally Rangers versus Partick Thistle Rangers, Rangers. Okay. do you disagree with any of that no I don't I, well the one that I disagree with is um, is with Stephen I think that Dundee United will beat Kilmarnock I think I, I think it's I think it's a tight match for what it, it's worth it could go either way I agree with you ok well there we are uh, right let's move on to our next bit of the podcast you are listening to the Big Scottish Football Podcast esta muy loca ok VRWTF you and Cameron yeah you have been a staunch defender of the yeah. handball rule yeah. and its changes. Yeah. So why <laughs> yeah. did Celtic get a penalty against Morton for that infringement, so-called infringement, against Effie Ambrose? Now, what I would say is pretty unanimously, even the Celtic fans are going, yeah, that wasn't a penalty. So why was it given? So I was on the train heading to work when you sent that through to me in the WhatsApp group and you said to me, go and explain how that's a penalty. And even today, I can't. I cannot explain what the referee sees there. I'm going to say something that's controversial. Uh, I mean... You I'm going to say something that's controversial. You don't often do that. Actually, do you know what? I'm not going to say it. I'm going to read out what was being posted on Twitter around this penalty and the reasons why it was given, okay? 
This is a kind of chat that's on Twitter that I'm following. And if we this? if we know anything about chat on Twitter, it will be reasoned. It will be yeah. well thought out. This is from the Twitter page, Stand Up for Celtic. The SFA tactically gave us a dodgy penalty in a Scottish Cup home game against Morton to make it appear like there isn't an agenda against us. I mean, I, now, what, I mean that is one it, obviously that's wrong. That's wrong. That's silly. That's, that's one daft. person who's no, off no, no, the no, no. There's a lot of people who agreed with that and thought there was something more to it. I, just, I, I, I don't know if that's true. Right, Ian. Okay. I honestly don't know if right, that's right, true. Right, right, right. Most Celtic, in fact, ninety-nine percent of Celtic oh, fans I've seen. Does the stand-up part mean comedy? <laughs> yeah, ninety-nine percent of Celtic fans I've seen online are, have yes, been like. I agree with you. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the Celtic fans believe it wasn't a penalty. Here's my next point. So that one, that tweet that was going round. And that people were talking about, I think, is a load of nonsense, right? Because there's no one out to get anyone. There's no corruption. There's none of that stuff going on, right? End of story. But what I will say is this. There has been so much said about the penalty incidents in recent weeks. Has the referee in some way been swayed? I mean, We're all human beings I, at the I, end of the day. I, I can't answer that because I, I wasn't the But can you imagine being put under that sort of pressure and that sort of scrutiny over the last three, four, five, six weeks? What pressure? They're playing I mean, Morton and the Scottish no, Cup. I'm talking about the referee, the pressure they're under. But, uh, no. Nah. Right? Like, I, I, I don't... That's I don't, not but, a penalty. That's a penalty. That's a penalty. Asking for reviews, sending letters, all that kind of thing. Does that play in a referee's head? I'd love to get a referee on to oh. actually ask that question. I can't, can I can't I, outside influences of course, influence your decision? Of course they can. Right, so is there a chance that the referee, because of all the pressure surrounding the refs and penalty decisions that haven't been given over the last five, six weeks, that that swayed his decision? No, I don't think so, because I, I wouldn't have described Saturday as a high-pressure match. If that hadn't been given... Does that not make an easier decision, then? Well, without having the controversy around it. No, because it, now everyone's still talking about it and saying what a ludicrous decision it was. That's what I'm saying. The, the decision, was it made based on the fact of what's been going on in recent times? I don't think so. I, I genuinely don't know why the penalty was given. I don't think it's for that reason. I don't know why it was given. But I think that Saturday was not a high-pressure match. It's Celtic versus Morton in the Scottish Cup. But Celtic but, but, were but, always going but, to hammer them see, anyway. See if I'm a referee, I'm talking for me personally as a referee right and I've been under scrutiny not just me individually but as a collective over the last seven eight nine ten weeks or whatever it might be okay and you're at Celtic Park and there's another handball decision and because of what's been said and what people are thinking and it's against Morton it's an easy one to give and uh, so so you don't wake up on Monday morning going we've not been given another penalty but it wasn't a penalty, so I don't think anybody would have been saying that. I genuinely don't think anyone would have no, been saying that. No, I'm talking about the referee. I'm not talking about anybody else. I'm talking I, about the referee. I, I, I know who you're, I know and, what you're and saying. And why he might have given it. I mean, yeah, but I, mean, I, I don't know. But you'll have to ask the referee. But I don't think that he would have been waking up this morning. If he hadn't have given that decision, I don't think people would have been talking about the decision because they would have looked at it and went, oh, that's not a penalty. I think unanimously. But in, but in the heat of the moment, has the last the six, moment. seven weeks... Nah. Affected them. I, well, you don't think so in turn, Callum. Do you know what I'm getting at? The only I, I, point I'd make, because I agree with what Stephen's saying, is that also the person that's asked him to go and look at the monitor is in a room off the M8 near Bailiston. There's no pressure there. 
So yeah, I know, but he himself. Yeah, but I think if he's part asked, of the the, no. the the the. But if he's asked to I, look at a monitor, that influences. I know. His I know what you're trying to say. Yes, of course. Outside pressures are influence refereeing decisions. Of course, it will. Well, it influences us and what we do in our lives and of, what we do in our jobs. Of course, it does. That's my point. Yeah, and, and I don't disagree with that, but I don't think that was the reason on Saturday. I don't think they thought, oh, that's an easy... We'll just give them that. Just to sort of like, oh, because... Stop, stop the, 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 the all noise around it. Because all, all it's done yeah. is just confuse people further as to what is a penalty. Oh, I, I, I agree with you. I'm completely confused. I, I don't know how that was a penalty. The shot comes in, deflects off a modern player, bounces up on the arm of Effie Ambrose, who's got no chance of getting out of the way of it. It's one of the most ridiculous decisions that I've seen this season. And then even the, the other one, the Effie Ambrose... When he was, falls down on when it. He, when he falls down on it. And again, I didn't think that was a penalty either. But if he's but, given the first one... But, but if he gives the first one, he surely needs to give that one. He has to give the second one. There's a directive which says if the ball catches your falling arm, your supporting arm, it shouldn't be a penalty. But the, then there's but also a directive, directive about no, the sure, deflection yeah. on your arm. I don't, I don't defend any of it, I agree. Yeah. Uh, no, that's that's fair enough. I just think another howler. They, they, what they actually need to do, they need to go one way or the other here. They need to go back to how it was, and the definition of handball needs to be: was it deliberate, or was it not? Well, I ran- and, and 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 that's and that's what they need to do. Or every handball in the penalty in the penalty box is a penalty. I think they they need to go either way here. Did you see the poll I put up on Twitter about that? Uh, yes. I what put, were the final results? I'm going to give you the final results on this, and it's a really interesting one. So after that decision against Morton at the weekend, I put a poll up, and I just asked the question: With all the controversy surrounding penalties just now, are we heading towards a rule where every handball in the penalty box is a penalty? Yes or no? Yes, twenty six percent. No, 74%. There was over a thousand people that cast their vote on that. I actually think it would be better if every handball in the box was a penalty. So you would support that? Yeah, I think I would. It just ends any controversy. If it hits their hand, it's a penalty. And then that's it. Under any circumstances, it's a penalty. That's what you're saying? Yeah. And then I know you're going to say, oh, well, then players will start aiming for their hands and stuff like that. But I, I, I think that... You know, I've seen a lot of players in Scottish football and most of them are not capable of that. So, like, <laughs> I don't think that's going to be an issue. No, I don't think they're going to do that. No, to be but fair. I know what you so mean. I, I just think they need to clear it up one way or the other because yeah. it's a mess. It's yeah. a total totally and utter mess. Um, the other VAR WTF of the weekend, is it acceptable to have VAR at three games and not at the others? I hate this. <laughs> I absolutely despise this. I cannot believe for the life of me that we are not playing on a level playing field here. This should be a level playing field. It's either VAR for every single game in the fourth round of the Scottish Cup or there's no VAR anywhere. And the fact is, you're not going to get VAR at Darville or Stenhouse Muir, etc, 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 etc. Then it shouldn't be anywhere else. I cannot believe we're allowing this because certain top flight clubs have got it. And also certain top flight clubs have decided not to use it. I think Dundee United don't use it the weekend there. No. no. So they just went, no, nah, we don't want to use it this weekend. No, no, no. There should be a directive. At start of the season, the SFA go, right, up until the semi-finals, up until the semi-finals, there is no VAR for any club to use. But you were angry that it got brought in halfway through a season, but you'd okay, you're okay with it being brought in halfway through a cup? No, I'm saying next season. You're not listening to what I'm saying. No, but, 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 but it's the same concept. So you'd be okay with the first five rounds not having VAR, but you'd be happy with the rest of the rounds having it. 
No, not the rest of it. The semi-finals at Hamden, you could use it then. Yeah, no, and we understand what you're saying, but you said... <laughs> you said... <laughs> oh, my God! That you, my didn't God. Want, you didn't want VAR brought in halfway through the season, which is a perfectly legitimate standpoint. I accept that. Mm-hmm. So how is it acceptable <laughs> to have VAR for some of the tournament, but not other bits of the tournament when it suits you? Right. Do you know what? Every week I do this podcast, right? <laughs> Punters pick up on it, right? They all <laughs> You're go, doing they, it, they, it's they, not they, us. they all go, you've got you in a spin again. And you've got me in a spin again, right? <laughs> yeah. Can, listen to what I'm telling you. I'm Stop trying to spin what I've said. I'm right? not spinning no, listen, what I've said. We've right? got, you, We're talking we've got about, one, tournament no, where, <laughs> one tournament where you're happy to have VR brought in at a certain stage when it suits you, but another tournament where okay. it's all or nothing. Right. Let's get back <laughs> to the original point that I right, made. Right, right. Do, 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 no, no, I'm, oh. no, we're going to move on. No, we're going to move no, we're on. No, we're not because... No, we are going to move on. I'm going to say, so do you think that situation on Saturday makes Scottish football look like a laughing stock? Some clubs using VAR, some yes. who, who da- oh, don't yeah. have it. 100% we're, we're a laughing stock, it's a joke. So are uh, the English clubs down south a laughing stock in the FA Cup who are, have the exact same situation? Yes, <laughs> they do. So, yes. so, so everyone's laughing at England as well, then, yeah. Yes, and not just Scotland. But yeah. see, here in Scotland, we make up our own rules. We don't listen to what England do, right? <laughs> and and I think the rules should come in place next season at the start of the tournament, Stephen. Yeah. Start of the tournament, VAR will only be introduced when we get to the semi-final stage, which is Hampden Park. There is nothing wrong with that. It's not halfway through. It's not three quarters through. A decision is made from the get-go, only from the semi-finals. In this final stage, do we have VAR? I think that's pretty clear, and I think that's what we should do. I love spearing you and Cameron on this podcast. It gives me great pleasure. Great teamwork, Alan. Great teamwork. Too. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and you and Cameron. Right, we asked you on social media which footballers, managers, referees, pundits would feature if Scottish football were a Disney film. So thank you so much for all your interactions and suggestions. Here are the best and worst suggestions from the lot of you. Let's get started. Josh Windass's. Alice Band in Wonderland. What? Nah. There's not. What? Nah. That's from Finlay Cameron. Sorry, Finlay. Uh, Andy Little Mermaid, The Leon King, uh, Evander Snow White, <laughs> Ange Postacogbaloo, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Plutone What? Plutone What? That's from JD. Yeah, I think overall pretty decent. Thanks, JD. Uh, Liel Abada and Stitch. Yes, I like that. To Inverness, Cali Thistle and Beyond. That's not a movie though. Finding Robbie McCrory from Ricky Spence also. No. Nah. Uh, Wally McCoy. W- Wally. Wally. Nah. Uh, Carlos Cruella Deville <laughs> from San McJuan. I like that. McElhuan. 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 Great McElhuan. name. Uh, Ewan Cameron because he doesn't get any of these. Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, that's from Paul Rankin. Uh, Hugh Dallas in Blunderland um, from uh, Daniel Miller. Peter McCloy story from John Blees. That's good. Ryan Jack Sparrow from Antoli- Antonio Cholak, RSC. That's not a movie. What, what, was this not Disney movies? No, it just said Scottish people were Disney. I know. But so it's even characters. Well, aye, that includes. I would say that includes. Jack Sparrow's not a Disney character. It literally is. Pirates of oh, yes, the Caribbean is a Disney franchise. Is it? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, Broxy Bear Necessities. 
the, the London Excuse villain <laughs> Javar. Javar. Who's Jaffa. that? Remember the, the baddie in Aladdin, Jafar. Oh, Jafar, yeah. Jafar. What was, big, what was the big song in that? that um, Prince Ali's Prince world. A Whole New World. Kate. Prince Ali, Fabulous He. Yeah. Ali Ababa. No, no, the one, The Whole New World. Katie Price and Peter Andre did a beautiful rendition of it. Shocking rendition of that. That's from Scott RFC 55. I think he might be a Rangers fan. Uh, Toy Story 4 Hibs Nil (laughs) from from Chrissy T. Uh, The Muppet Christmas Carol Starfell. Um, The Three Kevin Muscatiers. Kevin Muscatiers. Is that Disney? Uh, Yeah. Uh, James Forrest and the Giant Peach. That's not Disney. It's Roald Dahl, is it not? That's from David Haining. Uh, Soul Bambi from Greg Playfair that's not bad uh, Liam Fox and the Hound from Mark Gavin I love that movie it's Great also song. quite sad I cry every time I watch that Craig, I, often do. I Craig, watch every year Craig White and the Seven Dwarfs from Andrew <laughs> Edward Tony Mowgli <laughs> <laughs> uh, Baloo McCary from uh, Kenny, uh, Kenny Burgess The Little Mermaider Mermaid oh Maida yeah, Maida yeah, yeah. Maida, yeah. yeah. Uh, where are we? I've lost my place. Uh, Sebastian Frozental. <laughs> That's going to get it like that. Uh, Peter Pange. Peter Pange. Pange. Who's Pan? But who's Pange. the player? Peter Pan. Who's Pan- the player? Ange. Ange Postacoglu. How many Anges are there? He's the Celtic manager. Yeah, Ange Postacoglu. But you, you said him? Peter. Sorry, big Australian guy. But you said Peter. Oh, Peter Christ. Pan. Peter Pange. Oh, Jesus right. Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> That's from George Burns. Winnie the Raphael shite. <laughs> you get Winnie it? the Raphael. Winnie the Raphael. Right. This is going to be a big test for you, Ewan. Winnie the Raphael shite. Work it through. Come on, Ewan. Think about it. Winnie the Raphael. Oh, a uh, poo. Winnie the poo. Thank God. Poo. That's from P. McBee. Uh, Cruella Stephen Mill. Uh, when you wish upon a star film. Uh, the Amy Irons Giant <laughs> The that's Iron good. Giant Yeah not bad That's not Disney That's Johnny Mac uh, Captain Duke like Captain Hook Captain Hook Yeah no, James <laughs> James McLadden <laughs> That's from <laughs> King, King Joe Lag uh, P- uh, Peter Pan Vossen That's quite good Peter Pan Vossen That's from oh, Ginger okay. Tommy uh, Moana Johnson Dumb Bobo Baldy <laughs> <laughs> That's from Mark Thompson Thank you very much Mark uh, Moanan Guess that's a football team and a Moana reference. Yes, uh, that's from Football Ghost. Uh, Aaron Moy story from Alex Largs. Who framed Roger Hanna? Uh, the Joseph Hungbo book. <laughs> that's from Ronnie Meldrum. Uh, Snow White and the Seven Yellow Ties from Smiley Face. Bukana Matata from Stephen Hill. Um, Ian Durantatui. <laughs> It's not bad. And the Danny Invincibles from Greg H, 1872. What's, what's the Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Oh, that's rubbish. Yeah, right. Well, what isn't rubbish and what's the winner? I like the Frozen one. Sebastian Frozenthal. Yeah. Sebastian Frozenthal was very good. That was good. And uh, the winner, therefore, is George Burns. Congratulations, well, George. George you don't win anything. No. You've just got a shout out on the podcast. So, next week, we want your suggestions for if Scottish football were brunch. Okay. Brunch, that's just sausage and egg. Jordan Flat White. That's a coffee. Carol Starbucks. What's this got to do with a brunch? Darren Barista. <laughs> but these are coffees. Domlet Thomas. Omelette. Domlet. Domlet. <laughs> Left Peggy Bread. <laughs> Eggy Bread. 
I like eggy bread. And Kyle Eggs Benedictus. So, yeah. not bad. Keep not your bad. eyes on our Twitter page at Big Football Scott, and we'll post a dodgy Photoshop of somebody and you can leave your suggestions below. Right, let's move on to our transfer section of the show, which is called Rumor Has It slash The Rumor Mill. Mm. Rumor has it, rumor has it, rumor has it. Let's take a look at some of the transfer stories doing the rounds this January window. So South Korean striker Oh Hyun Gyu, hope I pronounced it correctly. Are we going for that? Sure. Yeah. Um, so 2.5 million apparently signing for oh, Celtic. Right. Yeah. And it looks like Georgios Giacomakis is on his way out the door. He's away to Japan apparently. Oh, that's a mistake. I like Giacomakis. I think he's a really good striker. See, for me, he's Celtic's better striker, best striker. Well, that's mental, Leon. He is. He's not, though. No, he's, he is. He's so not. I'm telling you right he's now. Not. I spoke to uh, my brother-in-law, who's a Celtic fan. Well, your brother-in-law's wrong. Right, my brother-in-law's... <laughs> a, he's, like, he's quite clearly he's, wrong. He's a Celtic season ticket holder. He goes every second week with his dad to Parkhead. Has done for like 20-odd years. And he watches Celtic way more than I do. And my brother-in-law tells me, Giacomacus is Celtic's best striker. Because <laughs> he is. He's fundamentally no, not. He is. Because see, Kiego. Who? Kygo. Who? Kiego. Who? Kygo. No. Who? Kiego. Keep going. Kigo. No. Who? Kai. Kaiago. No. Who? He's like a horse in a western. Uh, I always struggle with the boy's name. Uh, Kigo. It's only five letters. Kigo. No, it's not Kigo. Kaigo. It's Kaigo. What are you on about? It's not Kaigo. He did a song with a Whitney Houston remix. Oh, come on, help me out here. Kyogo. I said that, didn't I? No, no you didn't. Right. It's Kyogo. So I wouldn't say that Kyogo. Shut up. I struggle with the name, right? I was struggling. Right, we'll do it in bits. Okay. Key. O. O. Go. O. Go. Kyogo. Kyogo. I can't say it. Do you know what? I can't even. I can't say the name for the band that Liam and. Um, no Gallagher in. I can't say the band name. I struggle with it. <laughs> so oh, I've it. heard this before. He says it in such a weird way. I can't say it. Say it. No, say it. Because right, see when I'm on the radio, right? We play a lot of this band, right? So we're on the radio. It's you and Catty Breakfast. That was Wonderwall by Oasis. No, you said it normal there. Oasis. No, but usually you say. No, no, no. I know, but me try to say it right. Right. And what do you normally say? Oasis. <laughs> Oasis. 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 Like fan of Oasis. I love the Oasis. <laughs> so yeah, I do struggle with certain things. So Kyogo. Yes. Kyogo. Right. He's not an out and out striker for me. He's not a number nine. That's the point. Giamakis, no problem saying his name. He's an out and out striker, which makes him the better striker. He offers strength. Um, he offers a great finish. He can head the ball. He offers so much more than what is it Kyogo does. He doesn't, but what I will say, he offers something different from what Kyogo does. Makes, like, it, makes him the better striker. I, I, I really don't think so. Do you think Kyogo... Kyogo. <laughs> Kyogo. Do you think that he is, Lord, is a striker? Is he a striker? Yeah. Is he an out-and-out striker? Would you call him a number nine? Aye. No, he's not. He's definitely not a number nine. I don't think he's a number he, he nine. He scored quite a lot of goals. I would call him. Not I would nine. call Kiego, Kiego, Kigo, Kigo, Kigo. You don't think he's an out-and-out striker, no? Well, wait, I think he's a Roberto Firmino. 
Roberto Firmino is a false nine. He's not an out-and-out striker. So I would say that that Kiego is an out, is a is a is a false number nine. Is Lauren Shankland a striker? Like an out-and-out striker? I would say that he is, but he's not Just playing. Yes or no. But he's not playing. Just that yes position. or no. He's not is playing. He an out-and-out striker. Is Antonio Cholak an out-and-out striker? Yes. Is Boja Miovsky an out-and-out striker? Uh, yes. Cool. Because he scored more goals than all of them in the league this season. Right, but I'm not, uh, you, mate. Right, see Roberto, no, uh, not Roberto Firmino, see Mohamed Salah. Where does he play? What's this got to do with anything? Not. What's this got to do with Georgios Giacomakis? You're going to hear my point and you're going to listen to it. I don't know it. if I want to no, hear no. your point. See yeah. Mohamed Salah. Yeah. What position does he play? Striker. No, he doesn't. He plays on the right wing and he yeah. cuts and he scores some goals. He's Liverpool's top goal scorer for the last four seasons. He's a golden boot winner. Yeah, he's not an out-and-out striker. That's my point. Your boy at Celtic ain't an out-and-out striker. He's a false number oh, he's nine. He's in the middle, though. He's a false number. So does Firmino. Firmino plays so, 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 in so that position. So, As, dude, have you ever heard of the false nine? I play FIFA 23, right? It's one of my... It's one of my... So your two sources are your brother-in-law and FIFA 23. I'm so tired. Right. I can't do this. Right. FIFA 23 is one of the most popular formations. A 4-3-1-2. And the one is a false nine where he comes back and he sits deep and he runs in behind. He's not an out-and-out striker. So that's what your boy at Celtic is. He is a false nine like a Roberto Firmino type so what you're saying or a Gabriel Jesus at Arsenal so what you're saying is who plays off the left so following your logic yes Roberto Firmino is a better striker than Mo Salah I never said that I'm saying he plays in a false nine position but But Mohamed Salah's not a striker but but he scores all the goals but you, but you don't. You want to call Salah a striker? I would call Salah a striker. No, you wouldn't. I would. No, you wouldn't. I just I'd, did. I'd, I'd, call, I'd call him a, le- a right winger. Right. And he okay. cuts in on his left foot and scores some goals. Anyway, Jack Amakis is leaving regardless. And so then, then again, Celtic's best striker leaving the club, I think, is a mistake. Okay. Josip <laughs> uh, Juranovic away at Union Berlin. That was a shock. Ten million pounds. When not he, bad. When he arrived at Celtic Park, what a player he looked, and what a World Cup he had. Mm-hmm. He was outstanding. There was all this talk of like Chelsea looking at him, etc., etc. So again, there's clearly he wanted to go. And possibly, I don't know what the story is. Why he wanted to go, but I well, thought he was a good player. I think he wanted to play in a better league, which the the Bundesliga is. And do you think Union Berlin are third in well, the league? Do you think it's as simple as that? Do you think he just wanted to play in a better league? And Union Berlin are third in the Bundesliga at the moment who's the left back at Celtic just now if it's not him Burnaby Burnaby oh he's alright so he's going to the team who are third in the Bundesliga yeah so I, I, obviously Union Berlin are not one of the big no, names no. but having a good season I think from Celtic's point of view to get him and Jack and Marcus out the door for the best part of £15 million pounds is pretty good business don't you think oh it's good business I still think it's a mistake though because he's our best striker do you think that Kevin Nisbet might move? I heard yesterday from uh, my you, media pals at, um, media pals. at, at Easter Road. You've not played it yet. Oh, no, I've not. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. This is the real football phone with you and Cameron and Alan Ruff. Call now on 0845 100 2101. The remix. So um, I was um, speaking to um, many of my work colleagues um, from the football media. At uh, Easter Road yesterday. The people were... you opine to despise. I'm not the biggest fans of theirs. Yeah. I wouldn't say I despise them, but I, I'm not the biggest fan. But what I would say is this: 
is that um, the talk yesterday, as I said at the start of the show, that Lee Johnson would be out of a job if Hibbs lost. He's still in a job as we speak here this afternoon. And the other um, bit of chat that was going round is that they might try and cash in on Kevin Nisbet if they get knocked out of the Scottish Cup because, if truth be told, that's their season over. I don't think they'll get dragged into a relegation battle. I don't think they'll threaten top six. So why not cash in on Kevin Nisbet now and get top dollar for him because he ain't going to sign a new deal. He ain't going to sign an extension. So why not cash in? So that was a chat, again, that might happen. Rangers have been linked with Todd Cantwell. The boy Raskin, who is Belgian, yeah. looks like he's signed a, on a Bosman. He'll join at the end of the season. But is Kenwell not already here in Glasgow? Um, I don't know. There's I, pictures honestly. of him in an airport. He knows what airport. Okay, and uh, also Morgan Whitaker from Swansea as well. So there was, I mean, there was a bid put in, and then Beale says, "I don't know if that's true," and I haven't heard anything since. So Russell Martin, the Swansea manager, said, "Yeah, we've rejected a bid." Then Michael Beale was asked about it and said, "I don't know what you're talking about." But Interestingly, he's already played for another team this season. Unlike. Yes. So if Swansea play him, you can't sign for Rangers this season. No. And you've not played him for the last two games. Yeah. Is there, is there a rule in place where you can't play for three clubs in one season? Yeah, a FIFA yeah. rule. Yeah. A FIFA rule. So yeah, but there's also talk of Davis coming still from Everton. Tom Davis. Tom Davis. The yeah. midfielder. Mm-hmm. Tom Davis. Um, Hearts, by the way, some breaking news about Hearts. I heard this yesterday. I can't, I'm not going to tell you who. From your media friends. No, I'm not going to tell you who. Uh, Callum Patterson, you know, the, the, the rumours flying around about Callum Patterson. If we do not get him in this window, 100% he will be a Hearts player in the summer. Callum Patterson will 100% be a Hearts player. It might be this month, but it'll definitely be in the summer. Can you turn the mics down so you can tell us who it was that told him that? Okay, who told you that? Okay, him. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But he's got good sources. Michael Beale looks like he's revealed that Alan McGregor will retire at the end of the season. Hardly a shock. No. Um, so I think he probably he was going to retire last season wasn't he and then he's just yeah, stayed on for an extra year that was they brought him on in the 119th minute of the Scottish Cup do you know what all I, a bit bizarre that, that I found out really strange I mean he helped Rangers get to a Europa League final he then played the final minutes of the Scottish Cup what a way to go out why not just go out then do you know what I mean? But money. then, if somebody's like, do you want more money for another year? <laughs> yeah, Aye, all right, then I, yeah, I'll probably do that, to yeah. be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, we'll keep an eye on stuff. Uh, this time next week, the transfer window will be about to slam shut. Bang! Bang shut. Crash shut. So, hopefully, next week we'll have more to chat about on that one. In terms of what's happening this weekend, let's spin through what's happening in the Premiership. Anyway, Hibs versus Aberdeen at Easter Road looks like a big one. Yes. Uh, obviously, if Aberdeen get through tonight, there'll be no problems for Jim Goodwin. Uh, if Aberdeen don't get through against Darvel tonight, Jim Goodwin will not be in the dugout, I would imagine, for that match at Easter Road. Rangers versus St Johnston, another home match uh, for Rangers against St Johnston. Ross County versus <laughs> Kilmarnock and St Mirren against Muller well and then on Sunday a couple of matches it's a super Sunday of Scottish football because it's the FA Cup down south Livingston versus Hearts and Dundee United against Celtic so first of all uh, let me talk about Livingston Hearts Hearts have struggled at Livingston in the past are they going to struggle again on Sunday you and Cameron I've been invited 
to go to see Livingston versus Hearts by James Penrice's mum. James Penrice was a left back at um, Livingston. I, I know, I know. his mum, and his mum's invited me and my son Josh uh, to sit in the main stand and watch the game, which I may do mm-hmm. because it's nice to see Hearts pump Livingston. Uh, we were there last season. Hearts won it narrowly by one goal to nil. Livingston were outstanding on a day. If I'm going to be honest, they deserve something out of the game, but we held on to win one nil. Always a tough place to go. See right now. Not that I would take a draw. I think Hearts will, will, will probably edge you, it. Wait, wait, wait. After all this slaughtering you've given Livingston on this podcast, you're it's saying... It's a tough place to go. You would take a draw against no, Livingston? No, I never said that. I said if we get Is a draw... that how if, pathetic Hearts no, are? No, no, If we get a draw, it wouldn't surprise me because Livingston are really tough on that plastic pish that they've got. Um, so, yeah, it's not it's not the easiest place. But yeah, I think Hearts will win it. It'll be tough. Dundee United versus Celtic. Good I game. can see you just staring into the distance. Vietnam style flashbacks to the game earlier on this season. It won't be nine nil, but five. Um, yeah, I would. Do you know what I would take right now? A fiver. I would take a one nil or a two nil. You take that now as a defeat. Right now. Okay, fair enough. Uh, that, up, that, uh, would, that would be progress from the nine you conceded oh, last time you played them. Obviously, we don't know what the score's going to be tonight. I suspect Aberdeen will win anyway uh, against Arvo, but Hibs Aberdeen on Saturday <sighs> does look game. like it's a huge game. What? I mean, loser, what's a game? Loser gets sacked. That's what it could be. Yeah. That's exactly be. what it could be. Uh, Rangers St Johnston, Ibrox, you'd expect three points for yeah. Rangers. Ross County, Kilmarnock, that's a big one as well. Huge. Ross County, and there's another one. Malky Mackay is surely, surely under mega pressure at Ross County. This is one of those must-win games. This is one of those six-pointers. They cannot afford to lose that game. Actually, they can't even afford to draw it. If you were to say, come on in right now, we'll give you a draw at Ross County, they'd snap your hand off for it. Ross County need a win St Mirren versus Motherwell and it's getting to must win stage for Stevie Hamill as well a good win in the cup at the weekend against uh, Arbroath a lot of people were thinking "Mm, might be a cup upset but they managed to get through but it's going to be difficult at St Mirren and we discovered on Saturday that St Mirren's Park is actually called St Mirren Park which I didn't know because um, I thought I had a stupid sorry sponsor name and that just the Smiza Stadium no it's the St Mirren Park now St Mirren Park yeah Yeah. I only remember it as Love Street it's all, it was uh, never called I mean, Love Street. It's though. never been called but Love Street. But it's always, it will always be known to me as Love Street. So do you call McDermott Park Mutant Park then? What's that? That was St Johnson's ground before McDermott. No, it's Mutant. Love Street. No, I'm, I, I'm a Love Street boy. I know, but it's not Love Street. It's nowhere near Love Street. I went to Love Street many years ago. <laughs> Sounds like a weird euphemism. Right. I w- <laughs> <laughs> We've heard enough about your chat with Matt Goss this morning. <laughs> And we need to wrap up the podcast, so we've all got lives to get on with. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Thank you to you, you and Cameron. Thank you. And thank you to all of you for listening and getting in touch as well, as you do every single week. It's appreciated. Don't forget to subscribe to subscribe to the show, I should say, on whichever podcast provider you use, so you don't miss a podcast. Keep an eye on our socials for if Scottish Football were brunch as well. And we'll get back to that next week. And we'll be back at our usual time with another brand new episode of the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Bye-bye for now.